You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Today's episode of the Nick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. You know, Pella, they're day one, man. They're, they're, they're day one homies for the Nick Bob Podcast. They've been with me from day one. And, you know, not only is Pella a great company, they got great people there. I went to school with my guy Vince, just a great dude. They're the kind of people you want to do business with. And if you pushed off a project with some windows or some doors, something like that, now is the time to turn that project into a reality because we all know a new set of windows, new door can do a lot of things for you can change the look, the vibe, the feeling of your home. It can add value to your home. Plus it can make your home more energy efficient. Pella checks all those boxes. And then some Pella can provide window and door solutions to any home. And again, working with the people at Pella second to none. So hit them up online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. And the Nick Bob podcast is powered by Runza. Runza has an app, and you need to download that app because as a father of two little kids, anything that can increase speed and efficiency when it comes to eating, I'm all for it. And the app does that. I can order food on the app, pop into the restaurant. It's ready for me. It's hot. I'm in. I'm out. I'm now like a finalist for dad of the year or something like that. And it's in large part due to the Runza app and ordering is a breeze on the app. You can customize your order. You can get all your favorites just the way you want them. Plus, you can earn points for rewards in the app. You can score free food from Runza in the app. So go download the Runza app. You can get Runza, get rewards, then get more Runza all on the app. Runza makes it all better. All right, we got a very, 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 very special guest on the pod right now. Uh, he's he's number one in your programs. He's His name is all over the Nebraska wide receiver record books. Receptions, yards, touchdowns, 100-yard games. It's just, it's everywhere. He's Jordan Westerkamp. Can I call you Westy? Can I start with that? Are you cool with me calling you Westy? Yes, sir. Okay, that's what that's all I need. I didn't know if I'm I'm acting like I'm your buddy or your, your teammate <laughs> here, but I, I've always referred to you as Westy because Coach Polini referred to you as Westy. So I, that's what right. I've always called you. So I'm gonna call right. you that. That's cool. Yeah, no problem. So I, uh, you you started and you we, we've been going back and forth on on direct message on on Twitter. You started a new job at a at a chiropractor office. So like, are you yeah. done beasting people in the slot? Like, is it <laughs> is it done? So um, most recently, I was you know in the XFL, and uh, obviously with COVID, uh, which affected everybody, I, they, they suspended the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing that, and I think I saw Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He bought the league, or maybe he took over ownership, uh, whatever that means. But uh, I think they're looking to start it up here, like the next year or two. So if I'm feeling good, I'm still young. I'm only 27. That's young, yeah. right? That's young. Yes, very young, <laughs> very young. Um, if I'm feeling good, and then and um, ready to rock. I'm definitely going to look into that and, and get after that. But um, as of right now, yeah. So I took a new job at a, a Cairo office here in Illinois and I love it. I work with a bunch of athletes. Um, I do treatment. I do rehab with patients. I do personal training. I do a bunch of stuff, but it's, it's, uh, it's awesome. And I love it. 
So, okay. So, but the door's not closed. Like you still, like you still have that itch a little bit. <laughs> not a little bit, a lot, a lot of it. Uh, <laughs> so no, door is, door is not closed. Um, I'm definitely watching that, watching the, uh, the XFL. And um, that was a really cool deal when, when they had, I know it was short lived obviously, yeah. but uh, they did a great job with that, with that, that year. And it was, I mean, it was all over the place. I think CBS, ESPN. So yep. it was, uh, it was a good deal. Um, I don't, if they bring that back, I'm looking forward to that and um, definitely train my ass off and get, get yeah. back after it. Well, I've always felt like for I'm a basketball guy. There yeah. are so many other options to make money playing basketball other than the NBA. Right. And a part of me feels bad for football players because they're just there aren't a ton of options other than the NFL. There are other right. options, but they, I guess I've always been surprised that a, a some some sort of American minor league, like multiple minor leagues right. couldn't take off, you know? Yeah, it's it's kind of a it's you're right. It's a, it's kind of a weird deal. I mean, you look at the opportunities. I mean, you have the CFL up north, right, in Canada, um, the NFL, and then the XFL was a thing, and then the Alliance of America Football, the AAF, was a thing too a couple of years back, uh, which obviously that was again another league that was short short lived. And they have some arena leagues, but there's there's obviously a very large fall off from the NFL, um, right, to those the smaller leagues. So it's a weird deal. Then of course there's you know like football overseas um, in Europe. But it's just it's not obviously not close to the level of the NFL. The closest thing to that was the XFL. I mean, they, they did a great job with that. And the CFL is it's they're they're good as well. But again, it's just it's not that the NFL. Um, and obviously, it's outside of the United States. So it, yeah, you're right. It's it's kind of a weird deal how they haven't had many um, smaller leagues that have been successful. What what's it been like for you now transitioning to the other side with Nebraska football, where you're the former player, a fan, you know, I mean, you're sitting down to watch the games on Saturdays. I was listening. I think it was Zach Potter said that he's actually like gets more nervous for the games than when he played. He takes the losses almost harder than when he played. What's it been like for you? Because that's a that's a unique experience. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just how you said it. It's, it's unique. Um, obviously, I watch the games. I'm like, gosh, I wish I was out there. And I'm always like, I'm that fan who's like, I could have made that play. I could have done that. <laughs> um, it's uh, it's it's a tough deal. Obviously, like I say, the itch to play. It's 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 still there. Yeah. I'm such a competitor. I I love the game of football. So. Um, being a fan, is, it's tough. It's tough because you wish you were out there and you miss it and you think back to, you know, when I, when you played and whatnot. But uh, I, guess, I don't get more nervous, I guess. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't I, I, with that. I, yeah. don't, I don't agree with that. I got way right. more nervous when I played. 100%. 100%. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, I do get – I guess I could say, like, for that Michigan game that, they, that Nebraska just played, like, I was I was really excited, really excited to watch that. And, and um, that was really cool. And for all these games, I get really pumped up to, right. to watch it, but I was always pumped up to play too. So it's, to me, it's, it's kind of, it's no different um, outside of just, you're not playing, you're watching yeah. now. And, and that could be tough. Like I said, you're, you're like, man, I wish I was there. I would have made that or I would have done that and then whatnot. And uh, so many what ifs. Right. But uh, um, it's, it's a cool experience, a different, different side of what I'm used to, obviously um, used to playing, but um, you know, I'm always, I'm always going to rep the Huskers obviously. And uh, yes, sir. A lot of a lot of faith in, with them, so uh, uh, it's 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 a cool deal. But again, I always, I always wish I was playing, but uh, um, it's a, it's a great deal to to you know show my support and then be there when they need me. Your your name to me is synonymous with hands, like some of the best hands Nebraska's ever seen. For you, was that something you always had growing up? I remember reading some story about Jerry Rice that he used to like he used to catch bricks. And that used to be how he kind of worked on having hands. For me, I've always thought you either you either got hands or you you don't. Right, what, right. T- tell me about that. 
Yeah, there's there's definitely a natural aspect to you know being a, a natural pass catcher, obviously. Um, but I was very lucky because my father he played football too. He played at the University of Illinois uh, back in the '80s when they were um, pretty le- relevant. They were they yeah. went to like the Rose Bowl. They're pretty good. Um, and he was always a great athlete, and he was always a guy that was um, never you know never satisfied, always working his tail off whenever he could. Um, and he kind of instilled that in me. And and man, he would make me not that I didn't want to, but he would make me, you know, catch a hundred balls a day. That, that right. was, through, there was through like the end of like, if I remember correctly, like end of my, my, my grade school, middle school era to, till I was going off to college. And then when I was back home, when I was in college, whether that be, you know, a little break or a season's over a bye week gets back home still, Hey, Jordan, going outside, grab your gloves. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was nonstop. And, and it was like, just any way you can catch the ball, you know, just all over the place. And there's, right. you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes of just catching the football. I'm not running routes. I'm not doing any of that. I just stand there and he's whipping the ball at me right? <laughs> and catching it over the shoulder, just any, any way possible. So it was um, great to have that. <laughs> and I have, you know, my, my dad's the best and and he, he definitely helped me to become the player. I, I, I was, and still am. Uh, uh, so it was, Great to have that, and, and it sure. definitely helped me, you know, get that to, to uh, an elite level. I'd say. What about behind the back? Did your dad? It's so funny because, like, I, I just I, the other day, you know, Facebook has like your Facebook memories, and it shows yeah. stuff that was on Facebook. You know, if, like since you um, joined it, which for me was like ten years ago. So mm-hmm. I remember I, I saw this photo the other day, and it was from uh, me when I was a senior in high school, and it was like a, a day where a photographer came to the school, and they were doing a, a story on me, and I was holding like four balls like here and like, and like one up here and like one of the photos i had like one where i was holding by my back i was like that's so freaking crazy because yeah. you know, fast forward a couple of years and i had that play against um fau so it's just it's so wild like i came kind of full circle but it's yeah uh, it's a good deal but yeah but i, I don't mean that if, I, if i've i was always practicing catching the football obviously you're a wide receiver number one right catch the damn football so, yes um, yes it's huge and i i mean the amount of practice i put into to doing that um, and then that took me into college where I would stay after practice or get there early and just catch, 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 catch. Um, you know, like they say, practice makes perfect. So. Yeah. Well, clearly the reps made a difference, man, because right. it was, again, that's what I felt like you were synonymous for. I, yeah. So I got a bunch of different things I want to touch on with you. I want to, I want to talk a little bit about your career and then let's talk about now. And this kind of goes, hits on both topics there. Like I talked to your, to, to your guy, Kenny Bell about this. Yep. I wanted to get your take. How does it impact a player when you feel like your coach is under fire? Cause mm. I would have to imagine you felt that towards the end of, of Bo's time. Right. And then even year one of Mike Riley, you guys get off the good start in year two, but there was always kind of that cloud hanging over. Yeah. How does that, how did that impact the locker room or, or even just an individual player when you feel like, man, our coach is getting scrutiny. He's under fire. Right. No, Totally get that. Um, you know, with with Bo, Bo kind of came as a surprise to us. I, I mean, he kind of always butted heads. I'd say uh, we'd call him like f- um, third floor management, the administration that was you know up, up yes top, kind of butted heads with the athletic director and just putting it uh, lightly, Jordan. Very lightly. I'm going to try to keep it PC, but uh, yeah. um, uh, it, it, we're kind of shocked. Obviously, we, that that year we went to Iowa. We beat Iowa at Iowa in overtime. It was crazy win. Uh, nine win season. And we're, we're feeling good about it. The next day we wake up to a, uh, a text, check your emails uh, for some information regarding head coach, Bo Pelini. And we're like, what the hell just happened? Right. So that kind of rocked us. Uh, but, but as a team, we, we already, we knew like he was, a, he was an awesome players coach and he cared about us the hell. We, we knew he could, you know, 
didn't care much for I, I, um, yeah. you know, like I said, the third floor management. But yeah. um anyway, that was still kind of shocking to us and and um when it happened, obviously we were just like, whoa, what the hell just happened? And then mm-hmm. that was crazy. Um so, but we did a really good job, you know, in-house of not worrying about stuff that was outside the field. If an article came up, um, you know, Bopolini um in the hot seat or whatever you see on ESPN or whatever, yeah. we did a real good job as a team collectively. And we had really great leaders, you know, like Kenny, Quincy, and Nunwa was another guy. I mean, we had really good leaders. Hey, don't worry about that stuff. We're focusing on what's in this this room here, our players, our coaches. Ignore that stuff because that stuff, um, if you do let it kind of seep, you know, make its way into the the locker room or whatever, and people start to believe that stuff, it can really affect the team. Obviously, if you if you know your coach is going to be gone, hey, I, you're like, what the hell am I playing for? You know, this is you know, we're about to have a whole freaking hurricane hit our um, locker room. Right, and that, that could definitely affect people's mindset and and, and whatnot. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I mean, that's I mean, it could affect. A team um tremendously and then with you know with, with coach riley i mean I, I was with him you know two years so it was pretty yeah. short and I, and I the team knew obviously a coach unless something real bad happens after a year or two they're going to be the coach though so we never right. had right. We, we never had that uh that that feeling um with with coach riley and our, our team uh his first year there we were ended up being six and seven winning our bowl game against ucla and we were a very good team. We had, we just had some really unfortunate, we had, we lost to BYU our first game out of Hail Mary. Uh, we lost to Miami in overtime at Miami. We lost to Wisconsin by a field goal at home. Um, Illinois had the unfortunate play at the end of the game. Right, and it was just, it was, that was just a really unlucky year for us. Cause we, I mean, again, it's kind of similar to, um, and with the score differences with the current Nebraska team, sure. how they're, they're losing by, you know, touchdown or whatnot. Uh, but we had a we had a good team, a real good team. Then the next year, we we kind of showed it and said, "Hey, this is who we are," um, and had a much better season. But uh, yeah, I mean, we felt a little bit of pressure there with Coach Bo because we we always knew that he was kind of butting heads, and and mm-hmm. um, you know how things. I mean, things are crazy in college football. A snap of a finger, a guy's out. You know, it's just right. it, it can be crazy. But thankfully, we had phenomenal leaders. Like I said, players, coaches. I said, "Don't worry about that stuff. Um, just focus on." what's happening uh, in-house and, and everything will work itself out. The Dick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors. And I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And if you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it. And how about this? One, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors by Pella. Won the Energy Star 2020 Most Energy Efficient Award. That's big time stuff right there. And they achieved that in a couple of waves. They got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low-E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple-pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable. And Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. What was the transition like to play for Riley? Because, I mean, he couldn't be more different from the way Bo was was personality-wise. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. There's a lot of different ways to do it. What, what was it like going from Bo to Mike Riley? Yeah, Um a lot of uncertainty and obviously a much different um, style of coach, right? Bo Pelini is the, the uh, Italian fiery guy in your face yeah. that lets you know when you messed up. Right. And, and um, coach Raleigh is more of the, the, the kind of laid back guy, still a great coach, obviously great coach, uh, but more of a laid back guy, kind of a, n- a nicer uh, positive reinforcement type deal. 
Um, and both co coaches were awesome in their in their own way. Um, and both styles are are, are great, uh, but some players react differently to, to you know a style totally. of coaching. So um, big change, big like I said, big change, a lot of uncertainty. You know, for myself, I didn't know who was going to be the receiver coach coming in. I had built a great relationship with with Rich Fisher, Coach Fisher, who was a receiver coach under. Plenty. That was tough. I think that for me, that was the toughest part of that transition because I had such a good bond with, with Coach Fisher. Um, I remember, I remember like when he told us, man, it was that was a really um, a, a position meeting. That was a really tough meeting for all of us. We were all pretty shook up, pretty emotional. Um, so for me, that was probably the toughest part of the transition. Right. Um, but obviously, I, I you know that stuff was tough, and I just had to look at it as positive as possible. I said, you know, you know what, Jordan, you're gonna have different style of coach. That's going to be cool. You can add that to your repertoire, you know, different yeah. styles. And then and you can learn a lot of new things from, from um, new coach coming in. And Keith Williams, who's our receiver coach, he's obviously, he's fantastic receiver coach. And he came in and showed me a lot of new skills and whatnot that helped me get better as a, as a player. So um, I try to look at it in that kind of a light, more positive than negative, um, but it's tough. It's tough. And anybody that goes through a coaching change, it's, it's tough. It shakes up your world. I mean, you commit to a university, you commit to a coach, you, commit to your position coach, head coach, um, all that stuff. So when that changes, um, it's tough. It's, it's a tough deal. Two-part question to you on follow-up on that. Did you ever – do you think if you would have had the transfer portal, you would have thought about dipping into that because, you know, when there's a coaching change, that that's one of the things I, I think – for all the reasons to transfer, that's one that I think a lot of people can, can completely understand. Right, right. I guess to address that. Do you do you think you would have, like? Did you ever even consider it at the time? You know what? That is a phenomenal question because I have never been asked that question. Really? Yeah, I have never been asked that question. So, um, thinking about it now on the spot, I'm not sure. I mean, that's tough because um, I, I I'm not a big fan of the transfer portal. Um, with how easy it is now for guys to leave if they don't think they're getting enough playing time, vice versa. Um, I'm not a huge fan of it in those regards, but I do, I do think like you just said a coaching change. That's a, that's a good um, reason. Like, Hey, I just lost my guys. I'm going to try yeah. to either follow them wherever they go or, right. or maybe go to the, the school you were going to, or it was a toss up with the school you committed with. Um, I'm not, you know, that, that's a tough deal, like, but I'm not a big fan of the transfer portal. I think too many guys leave too fast and it just, they've made it way too easy now. And um, I mean, look at the, current Nebraska roster. I'm not sure how many three, four year starters there are on the team. You look Crazy, at these guys right? and everybody's like, well, this, every time they show up name on the TV, transferred from here, transferred right. from here. Like, Jesus, like how many, <laughs> I mean, and, and you know, what's funny. And I know we'll probably get into this, but that's kind of, I think that's what's kind of affecting their, their, their current squad is they don't have a whole lot of um, chemistry and they don't have a, a whole lot of, you know, three, four year guys that have been there that are, you know, Nebraska through and through. Yep. Type right. guy, so it, it makes it tough. It makes it real tough. But yeah, um, that's a, that's a great question. I think, um, I don't know. I mean, that's it's hard never, to know with it. Yeah, because it was so. I mean, having to sit out a whole year is a right. huge deterrent. You're like, man, I'm right. not going to go. Sit. Especially for you, you redshirted. Right. Like, I just went. I, I I don't even know if you would have had to apply for a waiver. I don't know what your process really would have been like. Yeah, back then. yeah and it, it was a lot tougher back then too. So I'm not sure. And this and this day and age i could see myself doing that i can definitely see myself doing that with how easy it is now yeah uh, back then probably not probably not i mean i right. didn't <laughs> but um I, I i don't i never really considered it um i just kind of hoped for the best you know because we didn't we didn't know who we were going to get obviously the sure. coaching search was on and um there were some names in the hat i remember i, I gosh 
trying to remember who they were considering, but I think Mike Riley was sort of a surprise because they were like, it was, it was a surprise to me. I had thought, for some reason, I, I thought I remember Bielema's name being thrown yes, out there. Yes, yes. Um, but I can't really remember any other. Mike yeah. Riley was way off the radar to me. Yeah, because I, I remember. I, no I, I remember I had to look him up. I had to look him up. I was like, Mike right. Riley. I was like, Google him. I got to Google this guy. You know, okay, Oregon, Oregon State. Okay, they got a pass friendly offense. Okay, we're good. <laughs> Did you feel like, because you, you, a lot of close losses in year one, year mm-hmm. two, you guys started seven and zero. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you guys kind of got banged up at the end of the year, and that's what yeah. kind of allowed things to kind of, of struggle in the final month or so. Right. Did you see, did you see the wheels coming off at all? Like when you left the universe, when you left Lincoln, did you kind of walk, were you packing up your locker? Like these dudes are in trouble next year. Like this stuff could go South. Were you stunned that the year three and going four and eight and Riley getting fired happened? Um, I, I mean, man, I, I left with the kind of, I mean, obviously my, my career, I ended up getting, I had some injuries and whatnot, but yes. I thought they were going in the right direction. I mean, you start, it's, you see a team at six and seven without a close wins and the next year, they take it to nine wins. Right. Um, so that's, that's, that's positive. That's improvement. So I thought, you know, they're going in the, the right direction. Um, and obviously we saw what happened. It, it just didn't happen. Um, and it's very unfortunate. And I, so, I mean, I thought they were going in the right direction. It was tough because we had a good, we had a good solid culture built. Well, I think one of the issues too is I think a lot of our we had a lot of guys graduate that year, a lot of starters, a lot of, a lot of our captains. I think all of our captains were gone. Yeah, and that's a that's a big, big transition. You it's know. transition to to your locker room. You know, you're and, and, and you like bring Jaco, you bring in a brand new defensive coordinator. You guys had right. made strides with with Banker, Banker, yeah, starting over, different scheme. Like, yeah, no doubt, it's tough, and and a lot of our. Dudes too were like two two year captains like myself and Nate Gary. Um, I mean we had, we had guys that had been like I said um, that had been there for four <laughs> four right. years five years and have, have, were 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 there and so losing those top guys. I mean look at like, like a, this is obviously a different kind of scale, but look at LSU. You know they win a championship and they graduate like half their team and then they kind of you know they sink and yep. that's that happens. Obviously that that happens. So um, that was just kind of that's what I kind of think happened there. I mean, obviously it wasn't in the locker room, so I don't I don't know exactly if any if there was internal issues or whatnot. But I don't I don't think that was an issue because Coach Riley kind of kept things pretty, um, pretty good. Sure. I let's let's talk about this year. I, I am uh, I'm completely lost with what to think to a certain extent, man. Like this was the story I was telling myself, Jordan. Like. Illinois, just a, first game of the season, just everything went wrong. Right. Whatever. Right. Then since then, they've been getting better each week. Mm-hmm. The record would be better, but they are playing the toughest schedule in the country. Right. They should have, could have beaten not one, not two, but three top 10 teams. Yep. And I kind of felt like, man, they are close. If they weren't playing such a tough schedule, they'd be winning these games. Right. And then all of a sudden, Minnesota comes, an, a pretty average Minnesota team, and they didn't look very good. And now I'm kind of like lost with, with what to think about right. this team right now. Where Take me into your head as you're, you've kind of been watching it. It's just, you know, it's, it's kind of been the Nebraska the past few years. It's it just, it's so the, the, the inconsistency is it's kind of wild. Um, I, the past few years, it seems like they play the, the best teams, the best, and they play the worst teams, the worst. Right. Right. Uh, and that's been a couple of years now. Like, uh, like I'm excited to watch him play Ohio state because I feel like I have a chance to win the game. Like right. it's, it's great. Even though they just lost to Minnesota, it's, it's like the, the games are supposed to quote unquote lose. 
they play really well and almost win the games, if not win the game. The games are supposed to win, they end up like losing. It's just, it's, it's, it's so, it's so wild to me. And that's been like that for the past couple of years now. Um, I hope now they get a little bit of buy here that of a buy here they recuperate and then great great matchup with Purdue now that they took out uh, Iowa that's a huge game and um, it takes I know that they're probably their morale is a little low right now but it just takes one game right one game to flip that switch and, and turn it around uh, but it's been it's just been it's been really weird that's all that's all I can say right. about it. it's, just been, I... it's, it's just it's so weird it, 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 and going back to like that first loss against Illinois I I, I credit that to again. Their team this year, their offense is completely different than it's been the past with, with players, new players, right? There's no chemistry. There's no, there's no three, four year guys that have been there that are starters. They're just like me and Tommy. We were there four years starting for, you know, three years there. And we had great chemistry and we had guys that had been there, right? They have all these guys come in, transfers, whatnot, new players. They lose guys to transfers. Um, that first game was totally like a, a identity, like let's find out who's going to rise to the top type deal with, with players. Um, so that was unfortunate against Illinois because that, that was one we should have had. And I, I, we, I wish we could get that one back. Got to take a quick break from the podcast to talk to you guys about Bet US because sports betting season, it's in full force right now. NBA just kicked off. NFL, full swing. College football, full swing. You got the Major League Baseball playoffs in full swing. And Bet US is the place to be. They got loads of bonuses. They got every single bet you could imagine. Player props, future bets. They got NFL odds updated daily. College football, NBA. They even got the UFC matches, any sort of golf, online casino, anything you can imagine. Bet US has you covered. Special promo code for you guys to take advantage of. You go use my promo code Nick Baugh, N-I-C-K-B-A-H-E, all one word. You're going to receive 125% signing bonus by just using the promo code. Again, Nick Baugh, N-I-C-K-B-A-H-E. Go to BetUS.com. Sign up for an account today. Use the promo code you can follow my lead, get on your phone, get it on your computer, and get your Bet US bet game right, just like I do. Bet US, you bet, you win, you get paid. Bet US. So you you really subscribe to the school of thought that like chemistry's been at the root, and and sometimes that's a that's a hard thing to sink your teeth into. People want to be able to like it's turnovers, it's this yeah. stat. like chemistry yeah. sometimes in, is an unquantifiable stat, but right. it matters. Like Definitely. you feel like chemistry is has really really bit this team a little bit. One hundred percent, a hundred percent. Again, I, it's so like crazy now the way college football is with it, and I, I keep beating a dead horse here with the transfer portal. No, right, that yeah. was unheard of when I played, and like I said. Our class, you know, every class kind of loses a, a couple of guys just to, to whatever, to whatever transfers or just whatever. Um, now you're you're losing multiple, you know, multiple guys at, at positions uh, more so than ever before to transferring and whatnot. How do you get on the same page? How do you build a chemistry with some guy? Um, then you lose him to any transfers or whatnot. And then you got to find someone else. Right. Opposed to having a guy that's been there for three, four years that you built up this chemistry why do turnovers happen happen miscues right people aren't on the same page right um the only way you get there is practice makes perfect and if you're getting a new freaking slate of guys every year how do you do that i think age like to me like i, I see adrian and i could be wrong because i don't know how many of these guys have been there all, all four years that are, that are starting that are playing but adrian has 
and look at his receiving court. Look at the past three years. It has been like different, different starters every single year. Right. Every right. year. You're right. How, how do you, how do you, how do you get on the same page? And like, well, you got fall camp. Well, you got um, spring ball. That's not enough. It's not enough. It's not enough for one spring ball, one fall camp with, with new guys to think you're going to go out there into the big 10, which is a great conference and try to be successful. So to me, I think that is 100% the root of the, the issue. Yeah. That's, you know what? That on makes both sense si- on both sides of the ball. Right. Right. Well, but no, to your point though, on the defense, like the defense is the one, there has been just a little bit of continuity, right? Like yeah, right. There, there hasn't been as much turnover. Exactly. There's been more returning guys. Yep. That side of the ball doing better <laughs> you know much better <laughs> a little bit further ahead not a little yeah. bit a lot further ahead yeah. than the offense yeah what about i wanted to so we talk about you brought up those one score close games right in year one uh under mike riley and, and the same thing kind of this year what do you see with this offense in those late game situations the one minute drills the two minute drills because you were always money in those spots you always right. think about with the oregon game fourth and nine Everybody in the, all 80, all 90,000 people know who knew who was getting the ball. Right. Tommy knew who was getting the ball. Oregon knew who was getting the ball. And you still got the ball. Right. Like, everybody remembers Brandon Riley's touchdown against Michigan State. You had two big chunk plays to get the ball down the field. Right. In those situations, Westy, is it about scheme and coaching or is it about just players going and making plays? Like, Answer all that for how it because th- this offense has had opportunities to take the right. field to win the game and they just haven't been able to move the ball. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. And um, you know, right now you look at Adrian. Like uh, I would like want to ask him like, hey, Adrian, in, in a dire situation, you got to get the ball in someone's hand. Who are you going to? I I, I don't know what his answer would be right now. Maybe right. maybe Allen. Uh, um, he's he's kind of rising to the top a little bit. He's he's been a good guy, good reliable guy the last couple of games. Um, but. I mean, it, it's it's coaching, it's scheme. Uh, the, I mean, you got to call the right plays, but all of a sudden it comes down to it's like, who's your clutch guy? Who are you going to go to? Like, and again, like for, for me and Tommy, that was no sweat. They called the play. We were like, okay, here we go. We were already thinking, hey, what's the next play going to be? Because we, <laughs> we know this is going to be complete. It was one of our money plays. And yep. I had one-on-one with a guy and I was able to get inside of him and kind of break him off. And right, Tommy, right on the money. Awesome. Right. Um, and again, that's something that we have, that play we had done so much and been able to, again, build up so much chemistry. There was no doubt in his mind that he knew he was going to me. And there's no doubt in my mind that I knew the ball was coming and we knew we were going to complete it and let's go, let's go finish the game off and beat Oregon. It's right. again, to me, it's chemistry. It's chemistry. It's chemistry. I would say it one more time. It's chemistry. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just practice makes perfect. I mean, it's, it's just, it's, and it's so simple, right? It's so, it's such a simple thing. Like, yeah, obviously practice makes perfect. But like I said, again, you look at this offense, it's every year, it's a different slate of guys outside of Adrian. <laughs> so it's right. like, how the, how do you expect him to, to. That's so interesting. I think to, you're to, right on the money. I, yeah. I, I, because the other thing I was going to talk about was like confidence in those spots. Like, I think it's clear that they don't, necessarily feel overly confident right now and how could they they've they've come up short time and time again but to your point you and tommy weren't weren't just thinking about okay it's fourth and nine we're thinking about after we get this fourth and nine right first down play like that's confidence too yeah well it makes a difference yep yep 100 100 percent. confidence is key <laughs> and you don't have that i mean it's it's going to be tough and you see that you're seeing to me that's been the kind of the difference here in these close games it just they get to the these crunch times and it's like what do we do who do we go to? What's what's our play going to be? Um, 
when for us, we just, we knew, we knew, we knew, okay, it's crunch time. Let's go. We, we know, we know our package. We know what we're doing. We're confident. In it. We know these guys can make these plays. They've done it a thousand times in practice. It, you know, it's, it, it's just so night and day. Yeah. That's, I mean, cause that's what, uh, I think you've gotten to the heart of it. Cause you know, I was going to ask you more about the offense. Why hasn't it necessarily come together? You, it's just the rotating cast of characters. I mean, yeah. it's just been new running backs, new wide receivers at, every year. Right. And do you see us? So we know about the personnel lack of continuity. What about, what about play calling scheme? Is there, because they're, they're running a little more option this year. What have you seen on that front in terms of improvement yeah. Maybe where they they've been lacking a little bit? What have you seen from a schematic standpoint offensively? Yeah. You know, for me too, and it goes back to having new guys there. I don't know how large their playbook is. And you kind of, if you're getting new guys in there, you can't have a super complex, huge playbook. It's just going to be too tough. Um, so I, I'd, I'd be interested to kind of see what their playbook's like. I don't know how big it is or, or what they got, because uh, it seems like they kind of run a lot of the same stuff over and over and over again. Yep. Um, but that again, they could just be handicapped, handcuffed a little bit with new guys. You can't. And I'm not. I'm, I don't. Uh, I just read things you're here and there. But I mean, we yeah. get it. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, that's what I mean. We understand. We're not at practice. You're not in the meetings. We don't right. know for sure. But you're just going off of what. And you're there's some. Do. I think, and I'm, not, I'm just not going to. I'm not going to say any names because I don't. I don't. I'm not about that. But I mean, there could be some guys that should be playing because they have great ability that aren't because they can't get the playbook down. Maybe. I was just going to ask you that. I mean, I, I think we we don't got to name names. I mean, I think that you see him on Twitter. Yeah. Hey, why isn't this guy in? It's like right. well. <laughs> there has to be a reason. Right. Right. And if, so if, if Monday through Friday, Jordan, if at Monday through Friday, a guy doesn't know the plays, there's no chance that he's going to be on the field. If they can't trust you to, you know, to get it done during the week, there's no way they're going to have you out there on the, on the weekend. So it's, yeah, I, I think, I think they're, they're, that plays into it. Um, it's tough. It's just, it's a, it's a tough deal. It's a tough right. deal. Right. Right. What, how hard it, what, what is the hardest thing about, you know, cause you're bringing up the chemistry aspect of wide. everybody talks about wide receiver quarterback chemistry. How does that kind of reveal itself? Is it, is it just a way a guy runs routes or a way a quarterback delivers the ball? Is it trust yeah. of like, yeah. I mean, what, what's talk to me through wide receiver quarterback chemistry, because yeah. I, I felt like for a while, Ture and, and Adrian were kind of getting there a little yeah. bit. He's yeah. kind of quieted down the last couple of weeks, but talk to me about chemistry with, with the wide receivers and the quarterbacks. Right. Yeah. So it's a little bit of all of that, right. Um, can I trust the guy to run the right route at 12 yards and not 11 yards, not 13 yards. Cause that little difference is an interception, right. Uh, as a receiver, can I trust like the quarterback? Can I trust the quarterback's going to put it on me when I come out of this break? Uh, there, there's so many little things that trust is huge. Obviously huge. Is the guy going to catch the ball when it comes to him? Has this guy a chronic drop? You know, he drops the ball yep. all the time. So that's like we go back to that fourth and nine at, at, um, against Oregon. Oregon. Tommy was pretty confident I'd catch the ball. You know, I'd put that on my resume, right? Right. <laughs> we, and we had built that, get that over. Yep. You, know, you build it up over time, over months, over years, being with someone. And again, you know, you're kind of beating a dead horse here, but they just haven't had that with the. I mean, you get new guys, you just can't build that. You can't build that. And so it's it's huge. If you don't have that, it's going to show. And obviously, you know, we see that. We see that yep. happening in in, in in these games. So I'm just hoping I'm hoping for the best. I, I need them to get to a bowl game this year. I need it. I need it. I think last bowl game they went to was my senior year. I'm pretty sure. 2016. It's yeah. yeah. It's, it's wild. And gosh, it's, it's six games. That's, that sounds so easy, right? It sounds so easy. <laughs> so easy. I know. Um, when you look at the rest of the season, it's interesting because like, 
I'm dead serious when I say this. I could see them going four and zero for the yeah, rest of the season. Yeah, I swear yeah. to God. But Definitely. I also, if you were to tell me they're gonna, they're not going to win another game, they're going to go zero and four. I'd be like, I could I could see that as well. Right. That's that that is like the inconsistency of like what the hell is going on? Because <laughs> I guess right. like we said they go out and play an Illinois team that we know is not good, and they lose, and then they go play number three Oklahoma and should have won the game. They played number. Uh, I think at the time they were 10. Michigan State should have won that game. Mm-hmm. Michigan should have won the game. Um, then they go play freaking Minnesota and lose. You're just like, what? 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 Right. What's going on? So I I, uh, it's just like, gosh, like what version of Nebraska are we going to get today? You know? So I'm, I'm hoping. I mean, they got this. This bye week should be pretty, pretty should helpful. So we, again, we don't know if, what guys are dealing with too internally with injuries and whatnot. And I've, again, speculating. I read some stuff on Twitter. Maybe Adrian was a little beat up. Yeah, I'm not. Up. Right. I'm not, you know, and that's expected. You're getting to, to, to what is it? Week eight, week nine, week nine yep. coming up here. Yeah, that's what um, happened. Man. That's, yeah, a full, you, that's part of you get beat up. Yeah. You get beat up. So uh, this will be a great week for them to recuperate, live in the training room. Um, and, and just get, get healthy, get healthy, get back to, to what they, cause I, I got a feeling they're going to come out and beat the crap out of Purdue. I Hopefully hope so. I'm knocking on wood right now, but, uh, I hope so, man. yeah, well, fingers crossed. What about, what, what about, uh, you were a punt returner. Yeah. There, there, there have been punt return issues this year. It seems like with Oliver Martin back, some of that stuff's been stabilized. Yeah. It, it's everybody can sit there and watch punt returning and they don't quite understand what it's like to have, you know, to, to actually return a punt, all that goes into it. Take us right. into your head a little bit of what are some important things that you have to keep in mind when executing, catching the ball, reading all that stuff. Cause yeah. it has bit Nebraska a lot. Again, it seems like Martin has kind of stabilized that, but it's been a big, big bugaboo. Right. Yeah. So when I was a, when I was a, freshman redshirt freshman they kind of threw me back there at nebraska because they were like oh you got good hands go back there and i don't think i caught this this was like a, a, a like a game time emergency it was like a, i had not done it in practice yet oh my god um, and they were like hey you got, can you go back and catch it? I was like i did it in high school so they like, i can't remember who we were playing but i like about to crap my pants <laughs> going back there. and i remember i that that year um, I was a, like pretty much a punt returner, you know, just catch the ball. And I had some issues with it because it's, it's, it's a lot different than just catching the ball like this, right? Uh, it's looking up, you're seeing, you're, up. Yeah, yeah. you're seeing guys come down the field at you. You're like, oh my goodness, is my team going to block? Am I about to get absolutely destroyed? Right. Um, I, I think it's one of, it's, if not um, the hardest, it's one of the hardest positions in college football. I mean, yeah. in football in general, just, you yes. know, it's, it's, it's tough. It is tough. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, once I started to practice it more and I got better and better and I was pretty good. My, my junior year had some great returns. Um, and, uh, um, even my senior year, I kind of went on and off with DeMorne cause we all know DeMorne was an electric returner. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it's like I said, toughest, one of the toughest positions in college football. Uh, a lot of practice, pra- again, practice makes perfect. Right. Um, but you have to, one of the biggest things I found out is going out there and just being confident, having confidence. I'm going to catch this ball. I'm going to have an awesome return. You know, once you start thinking like that and get that, that oh my god, am I about to drop it and get demolished? You know whatnot. It's it's confidence is huge. I think that's probably the biggest. I mean, you got to have good hands. You can't just go out right. there and let's smoke off your chest. Yeah, um, <laughs> uh, but um, um, they, they put the right guys back there, and confidence is probably the number one thing you got to have back there catching the ball on a punt. What I'm gonna ask you one thing about the defense, and then we'll do some rapid fire stuff. Get you out of here, okay? When you because the, there's no question this defense they, they didn't play well to start the first half, right? Boy, they they responded at halftime and played great in the second half, and they played great all year. Yeah. When you look at this defense, if let, let's say you got to go against them next week, 
what what are some things that jump out mm. at you? Like, man, this is going to be tough. They're they're really good at this, or I got to get ready to deal with that, or this player, or that player. Yeah, what stands out to you when you look at this defense. Ah, oh, man. So they they got a big defensive line. Um, and they're pretty fast. They have fast linebackers. They don't have giant, huge linebackers. They got kind of like a um, Levante David type style, yeah. smaller guys that can move around. And that's that's tough to as a slot receiver. Though that's when you got guys. I mean, you can so as a slot receiver, you're gonna make your money off of finding zones and getting past those big clunky linebackers. These guys can move. Yeah. Um, so that makes it a little bit tougher. Uh, and their secondary is good. I mean, Cameron Britt Taylor is a, he's a great great player. Um, Deontay yep. Williams is another one. Uh, they got some great, great athletes back there. I mean, their defense has been pretty freaking good all year, and it's they're they're fun to watch. They're fun to watch. But I mean, fast to the ball. That's like one thing I was when I'm watching them. Like they're flying around. They're fast to the ball. They always seem to play like they're they're jazzed up. Um, right. So I guess they would be a team where you, you got you have come down to scheme kind of, and you have to really game plan pretty hard. Uh, I don't know. I, I as a as a slot receiver, I would anything kind of over the middle of the field. Um, it's where Minnesota got him. They're slacking yeah. Autumn Bell or Autumn Bell or whatever. He, yeah, they, they made some hay there yeah. just in the second half, but they, they had some success with that. Yeah. Over the middle of the ball. I mean, you kind of get a little fancy and you hit some crossers, things like that, which where you're trying to confuse the defense. Um, I know teams have had some success against Nebraska with that, but I mean, man, from, from head to toe, they're, they're, they are pretty oh, damn man. good, good defense. Good tackling. Um, they rally. Yeah. Not, not many weaknesses. No. And that, that's tough. So, <laughs> they'd have to have a real good game plan. I'm going in against these guys. They're, they're fun to watch. I mean, I, the black shirts, baby, you know, <laughs> they're, they're, they're fun to watch. Let's, let's bang through a couple of these. This one's kind of what we'll kind of can get into. We got, I got it. I mean, you've been asked about the hail Mary a million times, right? But how about Amir's fourth down pickup? Yeah. I mean, it doesn't get enough credit. It doesn't get enough credit. I mean, you watch it. The best play. Other yeah. than the Hail Mary, that's like the best play I've seen in like 10 years. At yeah, the that, everyone always remembers the end of the game, right? The, the, the last the last play, the Hail Mary. But that, that drive was pretty freaking insane. And we had <laughs> yeah. um, Sam Birch, another guy, was making some great plays. He like made a, a super smart play. He caught the ball and he set it out of bounds to stop the clock on the right. sideline, which was huge. Then Amir is, I mean, that, that was so freaking Amir, though. I mean, he is such yeah. an electric guy to watch and so good, so good. And kind of got out there. You see his arm reach out to get the first down. Oh, there were, I mean, there were so many awesome things that happened in that drive leading up to that, that final moment there. It, it doesn't get enough credit. Um, I mean, those guys are the best. I mean, they allowed me to be able to make that play. So, I mean, it, it's such a cool, cool, um, unique thing, obviously, to end the game that way. But it would never have happened if those guys didn't make those plays. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. I got to talk to you guys about something. The Eagles ran Philly special in Super Bowl 52, right? Remember that trick play? It was incredible. It was amazing. Well, Runza has huddled up and they got their own version of Philly special. How about a Philly style Runza? Oh man, for a limited time only, you can get a Philly style Runza. Everything you love about a Philly combined with everything you love about a Runza wrapped up into one. So if you got a hunger as big as the Sixers center, Joel Embiid, you need the Philly style Runza. You got green peppers, grilled onions, steak seasoning, Swiss cheese, and of course, juicy, delicious, succulent steak, 
all wrapped into a Runza. Oh, my goodness. The combination of steak and Runza. I mean, that's kind of like the combination of Adrian Martinez and Samari Torre. It's just fantastic. So get your Philly game right. Get your Philly-style Runza game right. Again, this is for a limited time only. So head out to Runza today and get a Philly-style Runza. Runza makes it all better. Did Kellogg come in the game in the second half? Did he start the game? I'm trying to remember now. Did he didn't start the game. Um, uh, Tommy started the game, I think. You know what? Gosh, I'd have to go back and watch it because they were going. Remember. They were going back and forth the entire okay. game, in out, in out, in out, in out. Um, uh, and I just think at the time they they uh, thought Ronnie had the stronger arm to get into the end zone there, so they had him in there. Okay, um, I couldn't remember exactly how. That yeah, situation it was because I remember I, I had like four catches or four or five catches. And I remember like two of them were from Tommy, two of them from, from Ronza. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what uh, when they were in there, because when I'm when you're locked in in the game, it's kind of like, yeah, who's, who's back there? Who's back right. there? <laughs> so who, yeah, they so kept going back and forth. The, the play, obviously, I'd have to imagine a part of the play is for it to get tipped up. Right. You get behind it. How much did you guys work on that? Like, is that a special situation you guys drilled quite a bit? Yeah. So like every every Friday before a game, we'd have our little walkthrough and we'd, we'd finish that walkthrough with the end of game plays. And there was like four plays and that play was called Geronimo. That was the Hail Mary. And we would just kind of walk down the field, line up. Guy would get in the middle, have a guy to the right of him, left of him, in front of him and behind him. And the job of that guy in the middle there was just to get his hand on the ball to kind of deflect it a certain way. And the other guys just react. Right. Right. Um. So man, it worked. It worked, it worked perfectly. Uh, now I think the Northwestern guy was the guy who got his hand on it, but that's okay. That's okay. You got me. The, the 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 job is just to get a tip, right? Get a tip that's and have someone react. So that guy tips it. All the Northwestern dummies run up to the <laughs> front, <laughs> the ball to, yeah. the, to the front of the end zone, and I'm sitting right. back there like, holy crap, this is about to happen. Uh, yeah. Then I tip back and everything. Like, just react, and then it's just you react. You catch it. Right. A little nervous. I was because I had jumped from the end zone, sort of out of the end zone. So I was a little nervous. You don't see that very much. It was like you had no. to do a, you had to tow the, you had to tow the end zone right. from the inside out. Yeah, almost. it was bizarre. So I caught. I was like, oh, sh- am I about to be like those those almost hail mary plays? I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, am I about to be like I'm not top ten? <laughs> um, so I, I caught it. I, I was in. I was in when I caught yeah. it. But I, I just you know to make sure reach backwards. Uh, to Smart man. It. I like so, it. That was like a good it. deal. What's your favorite non-Hail Mary play at Nebraska? Is it the fourth and nine? Is it That's the fourth Atlantic back um, behind the back? Yeah. Uh, those are some good ones. I, I had a good play against BYU, too, on like a broken screen type play where I, they, I broke some tackles and reversed field and scored. Tommy yep. threw a great play. Yep. Uh, that's one of my favorites. I had a good play at the end of a Purdue, Purdue game. We ended up losing the game, but it was like a 50-yard. Another play where I just like broke like four or five tackles and scored. Um, but probably the behind the back. I mean, just because that's, that's so unique. You don't see that, right? See that, you, you, right. You, don't, you don't see that. Um, that that's kind of one of those plays that will always be in college football um, history is, is something that, that happened, uh, especially just because – like all the little things going, you know, catch the ball behind the back. I, I think I, I towed to, I got two Toe. feet in. Like nope. it was just like such a, now I can, I can talk myself up a little bit now that I'm out of yeah, breath. Absolutely. Like, <laughs> That's unbelievable. I think if you went out there and tried to recreate it, it'd be hard to recreate. Yeah, absolutely. And it happened in a game. Yeah. So it was like one of those kind of like one in a million type deals where it just yeah. kind of like all the, the, the things as a receiver that I learned, Kind of just came out, catch the ball, no matter where it is, toe tap it, stay out. I was in in the NFL, (laughs) two feet in. So (laughs) um, it was just, it was just a really cool deal. Yeah. So I'll probably say that one. 
What was your favorite game at Nebraska? Oh, probably Michigan State 2015. That game was awesome. That was yeah. such a, you know, you, you, they were ranked like sixth at the time coming in and, and, no, I guess I, I wouldn't say no one counted us out because we were we were a pretty good team and and people knew that. But um, again, it was just cool. Like Connor Cook coming in. It's Michigan State. They're going to beat the crap out of us. Right. Nope. And we had some. Uh, I mean, we played pretty damn good football game. And that environment that was one of the coolest environments I'd ever been a part of. Um, playing in Lincoln, which is like sec- playing in Lincoln's second to none. Yeah, night yep. game. That was so cool. I had a bunch of fam- I had like thirty family members at the game too. So it was just a, it was such a cool deal. Um. Obviously, that Northwestern game will always be close to my heart with the with the sure. ending of that one, the Oregon game. Yeah, I mean, be, beating those ranked teams that that's always pretty damn cool at home. The, the environments are always just crazy. So those are those are some fun games. You know who made it? Demorne Pearsonell. His punt return, I think it was DPE. He had a punt return at the end of the first half of the Oregon game. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And we ended up scoring. Huge, yep. Yeah. It was a yeah. huge. Or yeah. You know. Yeah. He got to like the one, and then yeah. you guys scored. Yeah, then I, 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 yeah, I think that's when I, I caught Did like a, a corner route, a little corner yeah. route right before half. Yeah, it made it like 21 14. That huge was big. Play. Yes. You guys hadn't done much. And then, and it was one of those plays you talk about confidence. DPE had no, no business catching that ball. Yeah. He caught it in traffic and then yeah. just made an unbelievable play. But it was huge. Huge. huge yeah. You, again, that's like another play you forget about. It's just, it, it changed the game for us. So, yeah. that was, yeah, you guys that's, were lights out in the second half. You guys yeah. came out really, really good. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's your favorite wide receiver of all time? Who's mm. your favorite growing up? Jerry Rice or Randy Moss? I, I, I was with Randy Moss is kind of a cool deal. I met him when I was like ten or eleven years old on a vacation down in uh, the Bahamas, yeah. which was really cool. This is—I yeah. think he was would have, would have been on the Raiders at this point. Okay. Um, but I met him and he was super nice. That was really cool. I got a picture with him. I got to find that. My parents have it. Hang that thing up, man. Yeah. So um, I always watched him. But then I, the guys that, you know, when I was in college or under my uh, high school career, I, I gravitated towards, you know, Wes Welker was a guy. I watched Julian Edelman, um, um, Emmendola. I was a big Patriots fan, big time Brady fan. So um, big fans of those dudes. Uh, Chris Carter was another guy I love because he had awesome hands. Yeah, I, was, yep. I always right. watched him. Um Kelvin Johnson was just a monster. He was always so much fun to watch. Yeah. And I got the, I was lucky. I met him too when I was in the Dolphins. He was there for like a week of practice, which was really cool. Our our, our receiver coach knew him, so he was around. I got I was able to pick his brain. That was really right. cool. Absolutely. What's your? Uh, this might be kind of lame. Favorite route? Do you have a favorite route? Huh. Yes. So. Uh, I, I think it's my favorite just because of how successful it was uh, when I was at Nebraska, but it was just like, we called it Irish and it was just like a three inside slant. It was that yeah. simple. It was just yeah. a three step. And me, me and Tommy were so freaking good. The amount of times I caught that ball. I mean, it was, it was insane. Um, and it, it, again, it changed that if you're in man-to-man uh, defense or zone where you had to find a hole, but me and Tommy were just so good at that. We, I find the spot he hits near, he hits me in a window between two guys and I'm, I'm off the races. Um, that was a really fun route. I also liked the, um, uh, this, this route called RV. Basically it's like, I'm doing a, uh, I'm selling like I'm doing an over route that I kind of cut it back out uh, okay. to the yeah. sideline. That was a fun one. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar. So okay. the, the post corner, you're taking a more vertical okay. post corner. This one's more like you're selling an over out than stop. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Yep. yep. Um, that one was always awesome. Uh, um, 
those i mean anything over the middle of the field uh to me was just that was money that was yeah. i thought that was just easy thing around find where the people are don't go there <laughs> <laughs> yeah find that open spot yeah find the spot yeah. right just like i mean that was similar to the oregon fourth and nine yes uh, just, i was gonna say that's what it was you just you found um, an open area tommy got yeah. it we were so good we were so good with that you guys uh, were money at that um, you, do yeah. you feel like i mean everybody it, you guys are roommates yep. at every television broadcast everyone knew it did that you talk about chemistry and trust did being roommates actually help you guys on the football field you think i would think so yeah Oops, sorry about that no, you're good. I would, um i would i would think so um for sure for sure uh, we we had an awesome bond. We're best friends off the field, and, and I guess that, that that increased our trust with each other. We, I mean, we would study together. We would go out in our backyard, play. I mean, we would. I mean, we we, we had so many more probably hours that uh, we were able to to spend going over stuff. Sure. Because um, we lived together, opposed to you know just being at practice and at the right. in the meetings and whatnot. Right. Right. So that that was awesome. Or after practice, you go home and sit down and watch film together. And like, okay, right. This, right. this is practice. This is what we got to fix. Get better here. Do this. Do that. Little um, things like I bet you guys would watch other football games together and like, yeah, you would say, yeah, we, we, we would watch other games and be like, well, that's a that's a pretty sweet play. Let's bring that into coach and see if he can <laughs> right. do that. Yeah, I like that play. And, uh, so, yeah, we, I mean, we were always on the same page and that, I, that helped us out so much. I, I think like gosh i can't remember like our official like someone put up a stat this past year and it was such a cool stat it was like our efficiency rating between us and it was like insane it was insane yeah right, right. it was a what good last, deal last one you're out of here being no from problem. chicago who is favorite chicago professional athlete of all time mm. is let me think about this because i don't want to mess this up I mean, is it Jordan? Is it got to be Jordan? Uh, that's like that's what I was, gonna, I was gonna I was gonna say him immediately, but I, yeah. I want I want to get some deeper thought going. Okay. <laughs> give, me a deeper, give me a deep thought then. <laughs> I, I guess Jordan or Walter Payton, I'd say. Okay. Those two guys. I, I like that. I, like I got to go football. Um, uh, uh, yeah, probably those two: football, basketball. I mean, baseball. Um, that's. Growing up, I was actually a St. Louis Cardinals fan. Uh oh. Uh-oh. Uh, Keep that on the reps. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't post that. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. I mean, Michael Jordan, man, he's just the best. And when that yeah. when that um that documentary came out, uh, The Last Dance. Damn. Gosh, that got me so wild. I wanted to run through a wall. What, whatever we talk about that 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 window being open for you to still play. Watching that, yeah. make, I know it's basketball, but that'll make you want to. Hey, you know, doesn't matter what sport. Watch that. That I mean, man, that thing. I was out of my seat like thirty-five times throughout that. That so was so good. That was so cool. So good. That was great. Jordan Westerkamp, Westy. This was great, man. I yeah, really yeah. appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me on. I know it took us some time to, to find a time, but this is I was looking forward to this. This is awesome, man. If you ever want to do it again, you let me know. I'll make some I will, time. Man. I, I'm going to take you up on that. I'll, I'll, I'll shoot you a message. I really appreciate it, though. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thank you very much. A Huda Media Production.